Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Is there a happier man on earth today, oh, Rob than Parker? You? All I'm going to say is uh, cigarettes and baby oil for everybody. That's it. <laughs> just, 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 my goodness, enjoy yourself. That's why I told you that there's no way that story wasn't true, that ESPN didn't get it wrong, Adam Schefter didn't jump the gun. Uh, I figured the league got to him and said, "Don't overshadow the championship games." But I, I did you? I, I, did, I, I never doubted Chris that that was done. He was done. You had never heard him talk about his kids and wife. You know well, the way he, had, he was but doing. But he had talked that. about family before his wife. Nah, not and, like, you know, that. I, like that. I, that that to me signaled because I said it before even you know Schefter's story that I believed he was going to retire. It just sounded right. like a guy. Who was it was a lot of leaks fight. earlier. You know, people were starting to throw it yeah. out there. Is it a possibility? I, I did. I wasn't totally sure. I thought. No, you weren't sure. I thought you he thought was. He was right. But I thought, you know, there's a chance. You know, I thought there's a chance his dad comes out and all that. So, yeah. His dad, anyway, did, he, did his he dad did do retire. another interview on camera? To, you know, like wagging his finger, telling people, <laughs> don't, don't, uh, fake news. Fake right. news. Where's his dad today? Oh, okay. Right. And hey, then, well, and then look, we, the uh, big story is the retired. It ain't, yes. you know, whether the story was right. And we'll get nah, into I'm all just that. Saying, I'm just saying and, be careful when people – I just think that, Chris, we, get, we live in a world that's so quick to just act like um, if, if somebody pushes back that they can't be lying. Right. That's the part that I don't right. get. Like, like seriously, like Tom Brady said, oh, I haven't made up my mind. His dad comes out. All these other people come out. Oh, hold the buzz. What are you talking about? Fake news. Oh, Adam Schefter made another big mistake. Oh, dude, right. stop. Right. Stop. Right. All right. Well, we got a lot to get into. So the Odd Couple crew is here in full effect. DJ Alex Tyson on the ones and the twos. Super producer Rob G in the house. And on the updates, our man, Ralph Irvin. And this, of course, Rob, is a Trash Talking Tuesday. Third hour of the show, you'll be able to trash anyone, anything in the world of sports for 30 to 40 seconds. So shoot your best shot. Rob, who did you trash today on Deadspin? Kyle Shanahan, just another choke job. You know, the Makes 50, sense. being outscored 53-0 to zero in his last three playoff the boy uh, losses. In the fourth quarter, huh? The boy wonder. The boy wonder. The genius. Remember, they right. say he's the offensive genius. Until the fourth quarter of leads exactly. in playoff so, games. And leads. <laughs> not even in like they're behind Chris and right, they're trying to right. come back. They had the lead in all of those games and lost all of them. And, right. you know, uh, it's just, it's, it's sad. But anyway, that was my trash. And you'll be able to do yours. So if you want to trash Tom Brady later on, you could do that as well. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't trash him on his on his. Nah, nah, I got day. plenty for him. I already wrote that column about him being a cheater. We'll get to that. Well, let's start. Yeah, yeah, and let's look. Well, you can start whether you go there or not. That's on you. But just your, you know, your memories. I mean, you have been known as one of the biggest Tom Brady detractors 
in the media, uh, you're 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 not the number one detractor, which bothers you to no end. I don't know uh, how Max they picked Kellerman Max was Kellerman known on, as that. <laughs> just that still that still hurts me to this day. It still day. sticks in your craw. Yes, from a Max few years Kellerman. Ago. Yes. When, who, when, when the Patriots released that video after they beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, who did it feature, Chris Broussard? Was it, that well, me feature, or Max Kellerman? I don't Kellerman? know about feature. You were it featured me. <laughs> there was nobody else. They had well, a clip ahead. of Brady. Go ahead. Your date, go ahead. Yeah. This is, tell us what you think. Well, I, I'm, I'm uh, very happy that he's finally uh, decided to step aside and you know give other people the spotlight so we can stop talking about him. And uh, I'm very, very thrilled that we can move on. But I'm going to say this. No, I've never said Tom Brady's a bum. I've said that Tom Brady is the luckiest of all time, that he was very, very lucky in his career. And he's a couple of plays away from people not even closely saying that he, as you said, is the GOAT. That would never come out of your mouth if it wasn't for a few plays. And that's what I've always talked about is that he's been very fortunate. Has he played well and and made plays? Sure, he's done all that. But Tom Brady, my biggest issue I have is he gets way, way, way too much credit than he really deserves. And does he deserve some credit? Absolutely. Does he deserve all the credit? No. Those Patriots teams early on were about Adam Vinatieri, one of the greatest kickers in the history of the NFL, and some great defenses that were unbelievable. And and Brady was, you know, it was rewritten or people were giving you, uh, like Brady led all the charges and he's the reason why the Patriots always won and 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 and, and people never really gave the defense um, the kind of credit that it deserved. So that's why I was always bothered by it. Not that he shouldn't get credit, and I get it when we talk about quarterbacks, but even that one, the last one with the Patriots when they beat them 13-3, to you know, it was like, Brady just won his sixth champion. Oh, Brady's unbelievable. He had no touchdowns, a pick, a fumble, and that defense shut down one of the greatest offenses in the history of the NFL. Held it to three points on an 89-yard field goal, and the conversation was about Brady. It what reminds me of, and of course, Tim Tebow couldn't play, but it reminded me of that, where people were pushing this narrative about Tim Tebow despite the numbers, despite what he was doing. And that's what really, truth be told, has always bothered me about Tom Brady, is that it was over the top. I got a couple of things here. I just want to give you talking about the defense. Tom Brady in his last five Super Bowls, the defense had four consecutive shutout fourth quarters. Uh, his last two Super Bowl wins, his defense gave up uh, not one touchdown in the entire didn't give up a single touchdown in the entire game, and the opponents were outscored fifty nine to seven. In fourth quarters, like 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 the defense was unbelievable, which allowed Brady oftentimes to be able to come back and be able to to win those games. But if if it wasn't for the defense, he would have had no shot at it. So Tom Brady, people will walk around and the, the fanboys will call him goat. I'll call Tom Brady the most accomplished quarterback. 
I don't believe he's the greatest quarterback. I don't believe he's the greatest football player. I don't believe he's the greatest uh, team sport player. None of that. I believe Tom Brady's the most accomplished quarterback we've ever seen in the NFL. And if you were to ask me, you know, which way I'm leaning, would I say Tom Brady gave me good memories or do I say good riddance to Tom Brady? I say good riddance. Thank you for uh, polluting the air constantly. Not you, but everybody talking about you constantly. And it will be great to talk about other younger quarterbacks and their careers. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, not exactly a fond farewell, but <laughs> I take issue with you saying all the fanboys will call him GOAT. I mean, it, it's not fanboys calling him GOAT. I'm not a fanboy. I, I like most. greatness. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I've seen football player after football player, Greg Jennings, Marcellus Wiley, uh, go on and on. Everyone's saying he's the GOAT. They're not fanboys. They competed against him. And so it's not you're not a fanboy to think Tom Brady is the GOAT. I think you're looking at things objectively. And I and I think even his greatness is even evident in the way you the the words you chose to use. Good for good to give you said he, you're glad he's given other people the spotlight. Well, think about that. When every just about every single athlete that has ever retired from the sport, including the great ones, it hasn't been about, okay, it's nice. They're giving other players the spotlight. It's been they got old. It's time to go. They can't do it anymore. And even if they left at the top of their game, it wasn't, oh, now they can share the spotlight. This dude hogged the spotlight because he won so much. Period. I mean, he has won more Super Bowls than every single franchise. In the NFL, that is ridiculous. And that is why people say he's the GOAT. Because of that, it it is unbelievable the winning that this guy did. Imagine a a player in the NBA having more championships than every franchise or Major League Baseball. It is absolutely astonishing. And then the way he, you know, if he hadn't gone to Tampa Bay – Everybody, a lot of people would have gave Belichick a lot of the credit, and he deserves some credit, no doubt. He did help discover Brady, and I was I was bothered with, and I still am, because that little thing he threw out to the Patriots Nation was weak, that tweet. No, I classless. didn't like that. I didn't like that his farewell, his Instagram post in which he retired, didn't even mention the Patriots, didn't even mention Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, the teammates in New England that helped win him the six championships. It was weak. All right? And then his little salvo, you know, at the end, he tried to, when Robert Kraft put out a statement and Brady said, you know, thank you, Patriot Nation, and all that. It was weak. I get it. And Shannon Sharp nailed it on on Undisputed today. He's hurt, right? He wanted to retire there. They kind of ushered him out the door. Belichick never seemed to really give him all the love he thought he deserved, which he did deserve. And so he's hurt. But you got to be better than that. You're going out the champion. You're going out as the winner of the divorce. So this ain't about, you know, giving him flowers where they aren't due. This is about objectivity. And this dude was an incredible winner. And I'll throw out 
you know, uh, when I first start thinking of him as the GOAT, and you know, you the defense should get a lot of credit for those championships. But he also led game-winning drives in in almost all of those Super Bowls. All of, you know, that's a big deal. So he did play his part even if his numbers weren't gaudy. That's nothing unusual. Peyton Manning's numbers in his Super Bowls in the playoffs period aren't gaudy. John Elway, we know Manning did nothing in his second Super Bowl, but he just gets credit for winning two Super Bowls. But John Elway, three touchdowns, eight picks in his uh, three in his five Super Bowls. And we just look at him as he won those last two. It's awesome. He's an all-time great. Aaron Rodgers, the one Super Bowl he won. Great in that game, no touchdowns, two picks in that NFC title game en route to the Super Bowl. So, this, you know, the quarterback gets credit whether he played outstanding or not. And Brady deserves the credit. And what I, what I think about Brady, and when I start thinking of him as the GOAT, was in 2007. Now, I didn't declare him the GOAT at that time, but I really it hit my mind, this dude might be the GOAT. Because I never thought that in his first, you know, three out of four Super Bowls, right? And then I saw that he started uh, winning. He started um, what he did with Randy Moss. When you finally gave him some talent, what he did. Because the, the, one of the greatest testaments to Tom Brady is that who he won these Super Bowls with. He didn't have Jerry Rice, Dwight Clark, John Starworth, Lynn Swan, uh, Michael Irvin, like a lot of the other multi-Super Bowl winners, Troy Aikman, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana. He had freaking Reshea Caldwell, Troy Brown, uh, David Givens, Dion Branch, one Pro Bowl between them, and he was winning won three Super Bowls. And then you finally gave him a big-time player to throw to, and he lights up the, the record book, 50 touchdowns, 4,800 yards. It was ridiculous. And so that's when I start thinking, man, this dude might be the GOAT because now he's got a great receiver, and look at his numbers. And then obviously he makes something out of Wes Welker who couldn't even start in Miami before he got to Brady. So this dude was a winner. He made players better. We saw it in Tampa as well. And that's what I remember about him. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, this is huge. Yeah. This is, we'll see how it plays out. But, Rob, this could be Kurt Flood, who started free agency, right, in professional Started in baseball and then went to all sports, right. Yep, yep. This could be Colin Kaepernick, who sacrificed his career 
for a cause obviously outside of sports. But well, he was spot on, Chris, right? He was spot on Colin Kaepernick about what was oh, yeah. happening and going on. Spot and, on. And, and here's what's going on, folks, for those not in the know of what, what is right. out there now. Big news broke a few hours ago. Brian Flores, who you'll remember, did a very good job in Miami. In fact, according to his lawsuit, too good of a job. And he was fired this year. And the reasoning that was put out there, Rob, the stuff that was leaked to reporters was that Flores was difficult to work with. Yep. Flor, you know, so they they definitely uh Put put a bad you know word out there on him that that and we th- we said it ourselves that it would be hard for him to get a job this go round this year even though he's did a great job in Miami uh, because they put it out there that he's hard to work with and so Flores who w- is at least in name in the running for some of these other jobs that are out there Rob they're still. One, two, three, four jobs left. Five jobs, I'm sorry, that are left. Well, one guy who and won't his, get a job is, is Brian Flores. We already know that. Right. And his name is – but before the lawsuit, his name had been mentioned, you know, in connections with some of these jobs. But here's some of the allegations in his lawsuit where he alleges racial discrimination against the NFL. And some of it's not just race. It's just – foul stuff going on. And, and and he also mentioned the Dolphins and Giants in the lawsuit, you know, right. separately. Right. Yes. Giants, Dolphins, and the and there league was one as a more team and one more team. Was Rob it one more? G, who was the other team? Giants, Dolphins, and Broncos. And Broncos. Because he, okay. he mentioned an interview he had with the Broncos. So here here's some of the allegations. His uh, the owner in Miami, Stephen Ross, when when uh he Flores coached the Dolphins. Now remember Rob, remember Tank for Tua. The whole mantra of 2019 yep. was tank for Tua. The team was supposed to be horrible, and they started out that way. And then Flores gets them to get on a little win streak, and they, they play well at the end of the season and win five games and end up 5-11. and 11. And he alleges, Ross, I'm, I'm sorry, Flores, that the owner, Stephen Ross, Offered to pay him one hundred thousand dollars for each loss. That goes that and goes against everything yes. you do, Chris, as a coach. A- and and said everything. to him, "You're you're you're messing up our plan because you're winning too much." That's a paraphrase. And so they wanted to tank, which is against the integrity of what the shield. We always hear Rob. It's about the shield. So there's that. Then he alleges that Stephen Ross, the owner, in 2019. Before free agency began, right. after this season, before free agency began in July, in the summer, that Stephen Ross set up a meeting for them, the brain trust in Miami, including Flores, to meet with Tom Brady, who, remember, was leaving the Patriots. Right. And Flores says Ross almost tricked him. Like, they went out on the boat, and Ross told him, hey, it's going to be a surprise guest, and it was going to be Brady. And so Flores left before he could meet with him because he knew it was tampering. So that's another, you know, thing that he's alleging. Then, Robin, this is kind of humorous with Belichick, but it's happened to, you know, it happened to the this best happens, of This happens, right? Chris, so often yeah, where people you just, text, <laughs> you know, even in, I'll give you one real quick. In the, in the old days before texting, the Lions owner, William Clay Ford, the Lions were making a quarterback change. 
he called the wrong quarterback. I think it was like Rodney Pete and Andre Ware to right. congratulate him, and he called the wrong <laughs> <laughs> who was actually losing his job. You know a what I mean? Calling is even a little, yeah. that's a little harder. And he left the voicemail like, oh, right. congratulations oh on you being a new quarterback. And you're what? being benched, right? Right, right? But anyway, so before Brian Flores was set to interview, he had the interview scheduled with the New York Giants. He gets a text from Belichick saying, I talked with Buffalo and New York, the Giants, and you're the guy. And Flores texts him back like, remember, Flores worked for Belichick. He texts him back like for clarification, like what? And then uh, Belichick hits him back, oh, I effed this up. My bad. I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Right. Um, this was meant, it wasn't meant for you. He said, I think they're hiring Brian Dayball. So what he, Belichick meant to text Dayball. Because he thought he so got why the would job. He say, right, because he, he apparently Belichick had been told, you know, because he said, I talked to people in Buffalo. Now, you wouldn't talk to people in Buffalo about Flores. No. And in New York with the Giants, and you're the guy. It was a done and deal, he was Chris, trying, right. Yes. And that's what Flores is alleging. Before I even went into the interview, because you needed to comply with the Rooney rule, you already made your decision not to hire me. And Rob. This is actually playing out right before our eyes. There is the text from Todd Furman puts out there, and this is Albert Breer. He's actually retweeting. Albert Breer, we know, uh, Monday morning quarterback and all that. He says the Vikings finished up. This was texted at 4.15 today. The Vikings finished up a nine-hour interview with Giants defensive coordinator Patrick Graham, who's black. Who is black? With right? Graham meeting with people throughout the organizations. As we, he, so he he talks about that, and then a text comes out later, a story. Sources: Jim Harbaugh plans to sign with the Minnesota Vikings, and it says, so, it's, it, Chris, it's a done deal, it's just a formality, yes. like signing the paperwork. So the in the nine hour interview with Patrick Graham was BS. It was just to go through the motions and, and again, meet the standards of the Rooney Rule in which you have to interview an African-American. But they always knew it was Jim Harbaugh. And, look, I'll say this. In Minnesota, they do have an African-American GM. They just hired him, Kwesi Adolfo Mensah. And then in Miami as well, where Flores was fired from, they also have an African-American GM. But, but- There's three in the league, three black GMs. And right now, Rob, now there are five openings left. But of the 27 jobs that are filled with head coaches, one African-American. And here's the thing about that one African-American, Mike Tomlin. He's never had a losing season. Well, So well, that's, how, that's the bar for black coaches. Right. You, you got to do something historic, right? Can't have a losing season. You can, you can be got to win be, a Super Bowl, which you can Tomlin be Josh done, McDaniels right? and cheat, <laughs> and you get right. a new job and a new situation. It's so bad. And, Let me and tell you, cheat and be unsuccessful at your, and, and unsuccessful. What you did, right? Exactly, both, and move up to draft Tim Tebow. Can I throw that in as a third piece, Chris? Thank but anyway, this is the NFL. 
This has been going on forever. It's not going to change. Any league that has to put in a rule that you even have to interview. You know why they made that people have to interview black people, black coaches? Because they, 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 they didn't, weren't Chris. Interviews, right? They weren't on no interviews. It was embarrassing. The Rooney it, it would rule be was one thing if there were no black people it, in the league. Right. You're, you're taking coaches. Guys, play. we're good enough to play in the league, but we can't coach? Says who? Says who? Well, here, for those, for the youngins out there, you're right. They're, they're essentially saying we can't coach. Right. We can't run franchises. Just like they said we couldn't play safety because that was, right, that yeah, was a cerebral position. Just like we couldn't play quarterback. Now look at the quarterback position. So there's always, in fact, Rob, believe it or not, I mean, I'm going back 120 years. Back in the the end of the 20th, the, the 19th century, the early 20th century, so late 1800s, early 1900s, there was the myth out there that blacks couldn't play sports because right. we couldn't handle the pressure. We couldn't think well enough on the go. And that we'd crumble. Now think about how foolish that sounds today. When you look at the NBA, when you look at Major League Baseball historically, you look at the NFL. We can't play sports. So unfortunately in this country, at every turn, we have been discriminated against. And here's the difference. On the football field, on the basketball court, in the boxing ring, on the track, it is objective. It is objective. Yes. Even And even then, they still kept us from playing quarterback, still kept us from playing certain Chris, I remember when like there that. wasn't a black center in football, like the right. guy who well, hikes the ball. Another, oh, that's a, yeah, that's a, right. a, a the guy who hikes position, the ball. So you can't do that as a black right. player. <laughs> but on the court, this is why you can't compare sports to affirmative action. Because on the field, it's objective. And if I want to win, which is obviously the goal of every team and GM, if I want to keep my job, then I can't worry about the color. If he's white, but he's better, I got I to gotta have him. If he's black, but he's better, I got to have him because I got to win. And that's why African-Americans have been able to have largely an equal playing field on the field. Right. But in the, in the front office, on the bench – it's subjective as, as heck. What are the he- what are the freaking qualifications? And that's what this lawsuit is ultimately about. What are the qualifications? If we if you if you don't have qualifications, then how in the world are we supposed to get the job? Well, exactly. We we've it, been be, offensive coordinators. We've been defensive coordinators. Now we've you're been not picking those guys, coaches. Chris. Now, right. now, now, now you're Josh not picking McCown, those guys. Who coached quarterbacks in high school may get a job. Joe Judge, 30-something years old, a special teams coach, got a job. And Josh McDaniels, who you just said, failed in Denver, cheated in Denver, gets a job. I mean, what are we talking about? And, and, and some of these guys now, Ken Dorsey, Brian Dayball, coordinators on successful teams, Rob. Well, where's Leftwich? Where's right. Todd Bowles? This is racist. Period. That's all it is. And this is why in certain aspects of America, you you had to have quotas. 
You had to have affirmative action because in other in, in a lot of times whites would not hire African Americans or other people of color unless they absolutely are forced to. And that's what this lawsuit may do, Rob. Force them to do something different. It is unbelievable where we are. And I, I'm going to say this. Uh, Brian Flores is, I, I respect him ultimately and, and highly, Chris, to step out there. We're, to make change in the world, Chris, come sacrifice. I just, you know, we can see there all we want. People have to sacrifice to make changes. The powers that be don't just uh, all of a sudden go, oh, yeah, you know what? We right. have been negligent. Absolutely. Here you go. What, we, what were we thinking? No. Absolutely. They don't until they're forced to, until you, you let them know that we're not going to accept it anymore. And it's Brian Forrest said, you know what? The hell with it. Has to be one it. guy. Yes. You know, but it, it, that's all. But, but yeah, but it usually you can start it with been one. A group. Yeah, right. but it should be a group, Chris. We talk about it. You sure can make things happen when you have power in, in numbers. Yep. And, and if you had a strong players association that says, this league's 70% black. No, you're going to have jobs for us when we finish playing. Why shouldn't we? We know the game. We can play the game. We can be GMs. We can be front office people, Chris, scouts. We can do all those jobs. We know the game just as well as anybody else. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you need the power? Yeah. Well, here it comes. Power. Can you feel the power? It's Parker's Power Rankings. That's right. Get those tape recorders going. Do people still have tape recorders? Tape it on your phone. Do whatever you got to do. Typewriters ready. That's right. <laughs> whatever you need to do, because you want to keep this for years gone by. All right. It's the uh, Brady's top five highlights of his uh, career, his story career. You ready to go, Chris Broussard? I can only imagine yes. what this is. Number five. Number Mr. five. That's right. The tuck rule. Brady's Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame career gets uh, jump-started by a sack fumble that somehow got overturned. First down from the 42. Blitz. Lost the football. It's on the ground. His college teammate, Charles Woodson, on the blitz. Right there, he fumbled the ball. Wow. We all know know that Brady fumbled the ball. That started it all. If he would have fumbled that, he would have never won that first Super Bowl. His whole career would have been totally different. His whole career. (laughs) Number four. Number four. That's right. The Philly special. He only has six. That's when Brady gets beat in the Super Bowl by a journeyman backup quarterback. Here we go. Fourth and goal from the line. Foles moves down the line. It's a direct snap to Clement. And then he tosses it to Bergen and looks to throw. He flips it to Foles on the right side of the end zone for a touchdown. And the Eagles with a trick play. Oh, my. And a touchdown with 34 seconds left in the opening half. Yeah, there you go. The Philly special with some extra provolone cheese, Chris, on that. Philly style. <laughs> Number right. three. Number three. Matt Gay uh, field goal, right? Fitting for the final play of Brady's career. 
uh, is a field goal since that's how he won most of his playoff games with Adam Vinatieri. Let's go. Matt Gay with four seconds on the clock will attempt a 30-yard field goal from the left hash. Hits it with the right foot. Kick on its way. It is through. It is good. Matt Gay brings it home. Los Angeles will host the NFC Championship game next Sunday at SoFi Stadium. So apropos that Matt Gay the kicker. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's a Seinfeld line. All right. (laughs) Number two. (laughs) Number two. Brady pick six against the Titans. Oh, my God. Brady's final throw as a Patriot is a touchdown for the other team. Here's number two. Brady in the end zone. Takes the snap. Looks. Fires. Pass. Batted up in the air. Intercepted. And returned for a touchdown. Titans. Logan Ryan with nine seconds to go. All right, Chris. Here we go. You want Worst throw in 10 years by Tom Brady. That's your highlight right there. That was yours for it. <laughs> Number right. one. Number one. This is the best one. The sweetest one of all. Eli to Plaxico. The perfect season comes crashing down and burning in front of Tom Brady's eyes. Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. Oh, my. Those are the five Tom Brady moments that register with yours truly, Rob Parker. Number five. Oh, I feel so good. For those that don't know, look, I've known Rob for 30 years. As soon as this show's over, he's going to go into his bedroom, lay on, turn off the lights, lay on the bed, put on some soft music, and listen to those highlights. Uh. <laughs> over and over and over again. And especially the one we gave you for your highlight. What is that, Alex? Worst what? throw in 10 years by Tom Brady. That's right. Love that.